As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. If you're handing an IRS agent or revenue officer a copy of your bank statement that has commingled business and personal funds or your credit card with commingled and business funds, then that opens up all of those transactions for scrutiny. It's that time of year again, tax season, dun dun dun. How are you doing on tax season? How's that treating you so far? Well, if you have a lot of receipts and you're organizing things like your income and expenses and creating reports, and you're also trying to keep up to date with the new tax reform this year, there's a lot of deductions that we can take to maximize return. And there's a lot of strategies that we need to make sure we're aware of. Are you optimizing for the new tax laws? Well, our sponsor, Stessa, teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you the ultimate rental property tax guide. And I've read it. This is the ultimate rental property tax guide. I'm talking about they've got everything covered from opportunity zones to entity selection to establishing a home office, travel expenses, what type of travel expenses are deductible, real estate strategies, tax strategies, capital improvements versus repairs. I mean... This is the ultimate rental property tax guide, and you can get it for free by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. You have to sign up for an account, but the account is free. So when you sign up for a free Stessa account, you will get this guide. This is worth its weight in gold for sure. Go to stessa.com, S-T-E-S-S-A.com forward slash best taxes. And when you work with Stessa, Stessa is a tool that helps every rental property owner track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate investment. So it's going to save a lot of time during tax season, but then also through the rest of the season as we go and grow our rental portfolio and optimize that. So go to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. Get that ultimate rental property tax guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Shannon Stewart, how you doing, Shannon? I'm well, thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear it and looking forward to our conversation a little bit about Shannon. She is a tax strategist and serial entrepreneur. She helps clients with their taxes. She's been doing that for 22 years via her company, Advanced Accounting, based in Lambertville, Michigan. And today, best ever listeners, first off, I hope you're having a best ever weekend. Because today is Saturday 
And obviously, I record these episodes during the week so I can make believe whatever day it is. Because you're listening to this on a Saturday, we are going to do Situation Saturday. And the purpose of Situation Saturday is should you come across a similar situation that is presented during this conversation, well, now you've got a roadmap for how to handle it. And here's the situation. You have a battle that is brewing with the IRS. So how do you prepare for that battle before they come knocking on your door? And Shannon is going to talk us through that so that we can best prepare ourselves for that, should that take place. But before we do that, Shannon, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background just so we get to know you a little bit better? Definitely. I actually started my career working for General Electric, and I was one of two advisors that worked from a financial and tax standpoint with the employees of GE. And like GE does, like a lot of corporations do, they decided to no longer be in that business. And I had the opportunity to go into business for myself. So that was a natural fit to actually open the full service accounting and tax practice. And as our skills have grown, tax strategy has become our superpower. So unlike a lot of tax professionals that are very slow and are actually in the business of recording history, we actually take a very proactive stance to actually help our clients legally write the history of their company from a taxation standpoint. And we've built a great team of experts out. And actually about 67% of all of our clientele live outside my geographical location. So we've become a very virtual and worldwide company. What are a couple things that is typical for an accounting firm? And then what are a couple things that you do that goes above and beyond that? Just to give us some context. Definitely. One of the things to remember when we're talking about taxes is that it's kind of a three-legged stool. We have the compliance end of things, keeping you in compliance by making sure that you're filing an accurate return on time. And then we have the financial side of things, making sure that you're running optimally from a financial standpoint. And then there's the tax planning side of things. So it's completely different than what most traditional tax professionals do. And that's not meant to throw them under the bus because keeping you in compliance is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes tax professionals have so much on their plate that the only thing that they can focus on is being reactive. So you come in at the end of the year with your shoebox full of documents and paperwork, and all they can do is record the history of what you've done for the year. So that's where we set apart from other firms in that we actually take a proactive approach where our clientele are meeting with us at least on a quarterly basis. And some of our clientele where we serve as concierge CFOs are actually meeting with us on a monthly basis. And we're tracking metrics, we're planning for increased growth or reduced revenue, strategically making sure that if we have asset sales that we're handling them in the most tax efficient way possible before that actually even occurs so that we're able to lay out a game plan to mitigate taxes legally for our clients. And on a similar note, when we talk about how to prepare for battle with the IRS before they come knocking on our door. What's the best way to start our conversation when we talk about that? Well, I think one of the things that we need to realize is that it's really accounting as usual won't work anymore. I think one of the things that I don't think that the public really understands is that the IRS is actually deploying artificial intelligence in so many aspects of cutting down on tax evasion. 
So the old days of just haphazardly putting together our financial paperwork and our financial reporting that our tax professional then reports for us may not have all of the safety nets that need to be employed now. So when we talk about artificial intelligence, and it's not taxes as usual either. I mean, we just went through the largest tax law change since the Reagan administration. And just last week, the IRS put out official regulation and revenue rulings on rental activities. So the game has changed from that standpoint. But when we're talking about the good old days, as you might want to call them, when we used to put our things together, the state and federal accounts were not actually connected electronically. So we could file a federal return and then never talk to the state. Well, now the state and the federal governments talk together. The system is not easily manipulated when taxpayers would do that previously, which is never advised, but it did happen. So all systems are now talking to each other and we have electronic footprints that are trackable by the IRS. And I think one of the most startling things as I've kind of uncovered this and talking to individuals is that there was a New York Times article that dated back into October 9th of 2015 that actually says the computer scientists wield artificial intelligence to battle tax evasion. And if you go to the IRS website underneath their jobs that they have posted are postings for artificial intelligence analysts Mm -hmm. that will apply artificial intelligence to solve IRS business problems. And so basically the IRS is creating algorithms that are actually lining up with the tax returns that are being prepared. And if something looks like it's out of alignment from previous algorithms, it's going to create scrutiny on the IRS side for you. So it's very important, number one, that you're working with a tax professional that understands the new IRS regulation and understands how those regulations apply to you specifically in the real estate market. And then is utilizing those new regulations and guidelines to help maximize your deductions and mitigate your taxes. From that standpoint, that's one of the big things that we're seeing is that the IRS computers are smarter than they ever have been. Yeah. And I'm good with them using artificial intelligence because That leads me to believe they'll be more efficient. Therefore, there will be less hours spent on it. So maybe it will cost the taxpayers less money because they're being more efficient since they have these algorithms. So in my mind, that doesn't really change anything. It just makes them more precise. So if what I'm taking away from that is if someone was trying to cut corners and get away with stuff, it will be harder for them to get away with it. I don't think most taxpayers are out to evade taxes. Here's one of the things that I've seen start happening. Let's say, for instance, you have an LLC and your rental property sit inside that LLC, but you receive payments and you are 1099 for rent payments to those rental properties and it actually flows through your personal social security number. So the system knows that that social security number received rent payments, but the rent payments may not actually have flown through a personal return. Those rent payments may have flown through to a business return. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden that generates a letter that says, whoops, something is not lining up. What was issued to you and what you reported are not in alignment. So then it creates a letter, it creates stress and anxiety for the taxpayer. It's a fixable situation, 
But those are the kind of things that we're going to start to see more of. And that's why it's really important to make sure that you have an accounting system and make sure that you actually have all of your tax ID numbers linked to the right LLCs, linked to the right properties, and that things are being reported correctly from outside third parties as well. So that makes sense, and I appreciate you mentioning that. When someone receives a letter from the IRS and they say, we're going to audit you, what do you have to make sure that you have prepared? And ideally, what should you have done already so that you're not having to scramble? Right. So here's the first thing. And this might sound kind of ridiculous when I say this, but this is the reality. When you get a notice from the IRS, you need to open it because you have time frames that you have to respond by. And oftentimes what happens when we see individuals come into our firm that have an IRS issue is because they've ignored the situation. So the first thing is when you get that notice, you need to open it up, you need to read it, and you need to take it to a tax professional that has either prepared your documentation for you or if you've prepared your own, who has experience in what we call IRS resolution work. So that's the first thing because the IRS is not going to come and levy all of your assets and things of that nature, which they will do, but they give you time to make a reasonable effort to substantiate and to prove your side of the situation and to correct what may need to be corrected. And oftentimes I would say that when you get an IRS letter, it is a situation that it's just a reporting did not line up and it's an easy fix from that standpoint. It's when you ignore your 30 day, your 60 day, your 90 day letter, and now they're actually moving to levy or it's going to tax court that there becomes an issue. So immediately, if you get a letter from the IRS, you need to be very proactive, take the bull by the horns and get the ball rolling as far as getting it resolved. And then once you've gotten it to your tax professional, you need to make sure that they are following through on the deadlines because these letters actually have deadlines. So I'd always make sure that if you've hired a tax professional that you're asking them to provide you with the copies of all the correspondence and the return receipt. I'd ask that all of my letters and correspondence to the IRS, if it's faxed, I want the fax confirmation. If it's actually mailed hard copy, I want the return receipt, a copy of that for my own records. Because it's really, it falls back onto me as the taxpayer. I'm the one who has to be in compliance. So making sure that your tax professional is answering things in a timely manner. But let me say this. These problems, when they start to arise, the IRS is very quick to send out these notices, but they're not always quick to respond. And the letters are actually generated by an automatic system. A computer system spits out these boilerplate correspondence to you. So your tax professional may have responded already, and then here comes another notice. If you get another notice, you need to respond again. You want to make sure that you're never ignoring any type of correspondence that comes in. Okay. The tracking of expenses throughout the year, can you just pay on a credit card and that be sufficient for tracking the expenses? Or if you're paying on a credit card, do you also have to take a picture of the receipt and then save it on your phone or somewhere else? Well, I think that it's always best to have more documentation than not. So one of the things that taxpayers often do is they commingle their personal and their business expenses, which is never advisable. You really need to have a credit card that's dedicated just to business 
or just too personal. If you're commingling those expenses, then I would recommend that you also have the receipt to substantiate it. Because if you're handing an IRS agent or revenue officer a copy of your bank statement that has commingled business and personal funds or your credit card with commingled and business funds, then that opens up all of those transactions for scrutiny. If we're walking into a situation and let's say they're questioning repairs and we walk in with actual work order and all of the receipts that go with it, and then we can tie it back to a credit card, but we have the receipts in hand as well, it's going to make the audit process easier. Now, you don't have to keep paper copies of these things. Like you said, you can snap pictures on, there's lots of apps out there where you can snap a picture and keep it on your phone or on your Google Drive. As long as you can replicate those expenses, they're going to be able to be substantiated. Got it. Anything else as it relates to preparing for going back and forth with the IRS that we haven't talked about that you think is relevant for the listeners to know? Yeah, I think one of the things to remember that is if you hire a tax professional to actually and it's called tax resolution in our industry. So if you actually hire a tax professional to provide tax resolution for you, they become your power of attorney and they become the front face to the IRS. So you actually have representation and you don't have to go to battle on your own behalf to the IRS. You now have someone who stands in the gap. So if you have representation, that tax professional should be handling everything for you. You should not be the one that has to go to speak to the IRS on the telephone to reply to the letters. If you have a professional, you want to make sure that they're standing in the gap in the entirety for you. And if you search IRS resolution work, is that the best way, assuming you don't know someone or you don't listen to this interview and so they don't know you, which I guess that wouldn't be possible because they do listen to this interview, then they will know you. But I'll just ask a question anyway. Yeah. Um, IRS resolution work, is that a good Google search? Oh, to yeah, like, IRS, can like help IRS help, IRS relief, all of those. So let me also say there's a lot of big organizations that are nationwide. I would do your due diligence and interview a couple of different tax professionals before you choose just somebody who's like nationwide from that standpoint. Sometimes in this situation, you want to be able to see them face-to-face. Like we do a lot of our things over Zoom. You want to sit down in their office. This is a hand-holding process because anytime you're questioned by the IRS or any taxing authority, it's going to create stress and anxiety in your life. It's going to create a little ripple in your life. And you, you need to know that you resonate with the person that you're working with. So, But those are great keywords to search mm-hmm. from that standpoint. But I always recommend talk to a couple of different professionals based on what they're going to do for you, what they think is going to be reasonable, and what they're going to charge. What questions should you ask? I always love the question, tell me what your superpower is. So have they handled cases like yours previously? And because of privacy laws, we can't share clients and things of that nature, but we can tell about situations. What do they believe the likely outcomes are going to be? You want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then you also want to know what they think they possibly can do to mitigate penalties, to stop levies. What can they do and what is the game plan? Now, here's the situation. Most individuals are not going to open up their toolbox and solve your problem before you've retained them. But oftentimes within the retainer and the engagement letter, 
if they fail to work quickly or expedite the correspondence and things of that nature, you can walk away from those engagements. So I think it's just making sure that you are very confident in the person you're choosing, that they're going to go to battle for you and they're going to do what's your best interest and under the legal guise of the law. Very helpful with those questions that we should ask them. Thank you for that. What is the typical fee that is charged to have a firm work on your behalf to resolve it? Well, it really depends on what's going on. If you're going into a full-blown audit, I'm thinking that a company is going to take at least a $5,000 retainer and go from there. Most of these problems, if it's escalated to the IRS situation, if it's just responding to correspondence and you have proper accounting and you're organized, then it's probably going to be $1,000 to $1,500. But if it actually is going to take meeting with revenue officers, compiling the case for you, oftentimes these cases run about $5,000 on up. And when professional who's working to resolve this on behalf of their client, when they meet with that client who has the issue, what are some of the questions that that resolution professional is going to ask their prospective client? So first of all, that tax professional needs to know that you've been in compliance. And if you've not been in compliance, they need to know why. They need to know the story or the deal behind the fact that you're not in compliance. So even sometimes before we can start the resolution process, we have to get the taxpayer into compliance. So I'll give you a real life example that we just went through last year. We had a construction company come to us and they had failed to file their federal tax returns for three years and they had withheld taxes from their employees and they failed to pay it to the IRS. They failed to remit the withholding from the payroll taxes to the IRS. They owed over $150,000. The IRS was moving to close the business, levy personal assets. I mean, this was very, very detrimental to this construction company. So when they came into the office, the first thing, we couldn't take care of the fact that they did not pay of their taxes because we had to go back and do the work to get them in compliance first. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing they're going to ask. Are you in compliance? And then a good tax professional is going to pull transcripts. They're going to actually have you sign powers of attorney and give them the permission to actually go to the IRS and see what they have on record for you, to pull your account records so that they can see that you've been in compliance or not in compliance and see what the IRS actually has on record for you. So that's kind of the first process. And a lot of firms charge up to $1,500 just to pull those transcripts and do that research before they'll give you a resolution outline. So that's the first thing. They're going to ask you, are you in compliance? If you are in compliance, you're going to want to take your last three years tax returns with you and any backup that you have for those. So if it's an electronic format, you're going to want it accessible on a Google Drive or on a thumb drive, a USB drive. And then they're going to go through and just go through an interview process with you to see why this happened, if it's an error on the IRS side or if it's something that's an error on the taxpayer side. And then they'll be able to formulate their strategy. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing and get in touch with you? The offer that I actually make to listeners is that if they actually go to our website, which is advancedaccounting.com. In the right-hand corner, there's a link, and I offer a free consultation to actually talk about either a tax planning strategy or tax resolution. And I'll spend 30 minutes on the phone just talking to them about the questions and concerns that they have with, through no obligation or anything of that nature, just to give them a value add. 
What a wonderful gift. Thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us today on how to prepare for an IRS audit and perhaps how to avoid an IRS audit as well. And then when you do hire someone to help you through an IRS audit, the questions that you ask, ask about their experience, the cases they've handled previously that's like yours, what the likely outcome will be for your case, what they think they can do to mitigate the penalties, just overall what's their approach for the game plan. And as well, you gave the projected cost based on a couple different scenarios. So thanks again for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Stessa is the essential tool for tracking your rental properties and it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time during tax season. Stessa organizes all of your rental property financials and automatically creates all the reports you need to file your tax return. And Stessa teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you, best ever listeners, the ultimate rental property tax guide to help you maximize your deductions. Get that copy when you sign up for an account that counts free. So get the copy by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. That's S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best taxes. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Corino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.